Welcome to our last Tuesday of the month book discussion and podcast. Just a couple of librarians talking about books we think others might enjoy. February's read is Disappearing Earth by Julia Phillips. I'm Amy, and joining me today is Jen Jordebrecht, Assistant Library Director of North Liberty Library. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me on today. Thanks for joining me. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I don't even remember how I came across this book, but I think the description just really grabbed me. I have very particular views about the style. What did you think about the kind of interwoven multiple point of view style that Phillips uses throughout the novel? It was an interesting way to structure the book. I listened to it on audio. And so that made it a little bit difficult for me to initially get into it. I also have a copy of the book, so I kind of referred to that as well. But I like getting different people's viewpoints, but sometimes it was hard for me to, while listening, see how a character was related to the story. And the month would go by and she'd start a new month and I'd be like, oh, wait a second, I don't understand how they're related. But I think it was a very interesting way to write the book. And, you know, once you get into it, it was fine. Mm -hmm. What I enjoyed about the different perspectives was that it was like a chance for the author to explore all of the different themes that I think was kind of the inspiration for the book and all those themes of gender, ethnicity, and violence, which were pretty readily evident, especially for just the way I read it. And we see like all these collisions of these themes in a number of the chapters, but maybe obviously most noticeably with the disappearance of Lilia, which I think was just pretty easily dismissed by authorities. You see that throughout and even her mom in the very last chapter, you can see her struggling with that. I agree about that. And it wasn't till we got going and we heard a little bit more about Lilia that I was kind of like, oh, wait a second here. Are these, you know, kind of related? And it was very suspenseful how she did it. I grew impatient with it because, you know, as the months kept going by, I'm like, well, what about the girls? You know, and I wanted some news of them, some line, because I was just like, okay, this month, then maybe we'll find out, you know, about them. But, and are we doing spoilers on here or? Yes. So if you have something specific you want to address, go for it. To the very end, I would have liked to check in on the girls, I guess, a little bit. <laughs> I think it was the mom and me just each month. I'm like, okay, now we'll get an update on the girls or something. But yeah, it was a very suspenseful book. I enjoyed mm-hmm. reading it. The suspense was a little, for me, it was more about the building of kind of this tension between all of the characters' different stories. So there's always this tension that's happening because of the themes and just the way that the pieces of the lives of the characters that you see and what she chooses to kind of show us. So I think in that way, it was very successful in creating kind of some buildup. There are little bits and pieces of clues that the author gives us as to like who, at least who I'm pretty sure, kidnapped the girls and some of the reviews I read hinted that that was something that they picked up on but not everybody so is that something you picked up on 
I don't think until towards the very end, until she was at that festival, until Marina, the girls' mom, Sophia and Eliana's mom was at the festival. I think that was kind of the first where I started picking up. But I don't know if it was just from listening, because again, like when I read a book, I flip back to reference and kind of ground myself. And if it's the beginning, each chapter or, you know, each month, all of a sudden you really had to be paying attention. Otherwise, some detail, it seemed, would kind of escape me. So. Mm-hmm. Were there any characters in particular that you connected to? In the book, the principal characters, which was very helpful for me to go back and review. So I appreciated that. And I think I probably connected the most with the two moms, with Marina and Lilia's mom, just being a mom myself and looking at that viewpoint, I think is what I focused on. Those were probably the two that I related to the most, just how would I react in that situation? And I think those would be the two characters that I would relate to the most. Mm-hmm. I think that I would most connect with Kesyusa, who was the college-aged dancer. And I think that's because at least my reading of her character was that she felt in between two different worlds. And I think that while that is a common, or at least maybe a fairly common experience for a lot of kids who go to college, kind of torn between different friend groups, or maybe just being connected to your hometown versus if you moved out of state or wherever to go to college, maybe there's some disconnection there. But it felt like quite a bit more pronounced in her life. But yeah, I think she was also really interesting because it wasn't very easy to spot how she was connected until you got pretty far into her story and then even later in the book. Because I think her connection was that, well, she was from Esso and she kind of vaguely knew or had seen Lilia before, didn't really know her very well, but they had been similar ages. And then you later find out that her brother. Yeah, her brother's the photographer who kind of broke the case. Okay, that helped me because that threw me for a loop while listening to the book. And I actually kind of skipped back like a minute or so because I was like, wait a second now, because she was a dancer and talking about that. And it just, like I said, kind of threw me. Now, listening to you talk about it, then that makes a little more sense. Mm -hmm. And yeah, her brother, I thought that was pretty cool, like how you think about all these circumstances and happenstance and how you put this puzzle together. And if one thing would have changed or it really made me think during that part of the story when the uh, photographer, Sergey, her brother, I really liked that part of the novel because it started to come together for me and mm-hmm. I could hopefully sense some closure or some information on the girls. <laughs> yeah, like you were saying, just sometimes the connections were pretty hard to get, so you had to go back and forth. It was pretty interesting how the police were portrayed, and I'm really curious as to if that is a true reflection on the state of affairs there. Yeah, so the author is not Russian, though she did live there for at least a couple of years. I think she was on scholarship. Right, she was on a Fulbright scholarship, was it? I think so, maybe. So she lived there for a couple of years and has studied the Russian language and has some connection there. But I also wondered about how much of these themes or views of Russian life are actual to Russia or if it's more of the author's views of American culture 
around gender and violence. So the farthest I've ever gone is Poland, the farthest <laughs> east I've ever gone. If you looked up on a map where this story takes place, though, it's like closer to go west than it would be to go east. Right. And the author did also have a picture here of the landscape. So I appreciated that because I did look at that to try to orientate myself when I feel she probably accurately portrayed like her description of the topography and the Volcano Institute and stuff, her having lived there for, like you said, that year. And I think she went back and visited as well afterwards, but I didn't have a problem with that and felt that she'd kind of done her due diligence and research. And I just could imagine the desolate feeling there. And maybe it's because I read it in the middle of our winter <laughs> as well. <laughs> I can only imagine what their climate is like, but I felt I was there on the beach with the girls when they were playing. And I felt she did a very good job describing. Her describing use of it. language is really great. She's a fantastic writer in that sense, I think. And this is um, her first novel, right? I think, I think this- that might be accurate. Her style is definitely literary or to put it into like that kind of genre, I guess. People want to label things thriller, mystery. And while this is a mystery, I would say just the way she writes would also put it in that kind of more literary genre. So if that's the kind of writing that you like, it's definitely her. I don't do well with horror. <laughs> so this is about my level. <laughs> I'm so spent, I, don't, I don't watch scary shows or movies or anything like that. <laughs> so, suspense, this was kind of right up my alley. So, so then did you feel that the tension was kind of resolved towards the end or still feel it? I still feel it. At first, I wanted to say yes to that, but I'm going to just kind of say partly because I like closure and kind of how it ended. We can assume that the girls were found, but I was waiting for that meeting that reunion for that rescue for both the moms and their offspring. Like I said, I went back and referenced the book and it started in August with their disappearance and ended, I believe, in July. So, you know, it was a full year there, but I guess I was kind of wanting another chapter, another month, or even fast forward to a few months to see how they'd adjusted or to get some kind of justice for Lilia you know, where she was kind of portrayed and how, I don't want to say everyone wrote her off, but everyone was resigned maybe that she chose to leave. And at first I was kind of going that direction. All of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe not. And I think with how the police handled the investigations, it kind of got me to thinking, but at the end I wanted that recognition maybe of the girls hearing their mom's voice or something more than just kind of wondering. For sure, I feel that. When I first got to the ending, I actually didn't read it as they had been found, but I think you're right. So the first time I finished the ending, I was thinking that maybe what had happened, because it sounded like Lilia was from what Aliona, who was talking to Sophia, It sounded like from what she was telling Sophia was that Lilia may have actually had more free reign of the house. And so I was kind of worried that our kidnapper had somehow like brainwashed her 
and maybe the girls hadn't been found, that there was somebody there investigating, but they never actually were able to recover them for some reason. That was kind of my fear. Well, and that's why I kind of wanted that closure too, because I'm looking at the very end here. And so she's screaming and she'll stop soon. It says just like she does, but she'll stop. She'll get in trouble. We won't. Then I wondered, is there another person there being held or because I didn't know if Lilia was downstairs, like you said, and had more free reign of the house, or I was hopeful, what I hope in my heart is that like the police are downstairs, because the moms were told they would be coming. And so I'm hopeful that they're downstairs. And if they're upstairs hiding or whatever, that they'll be charging up the stairs, you know, when I turn the page (laughs) uh, to the sequel or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it sounds like he's had friends there before. But I really liked how Aliana was telling Sophia the story, kind of picked the story back up again, like at the very beginning with the people and the tsunami came and kind of covered the city and kind of like how they circled back and she was telling them how they were in the water and they were going to be rescued. You know, I really liked that little bit of detail that she added in there. So... I'm optimistic that within minutes they'll be rescued, but Mm -hmm. it was very disconcerting to not get that closure. And I know those cliffhangers make for good movies and books and stuff, but I guess we can choose what we want to believe. But I'm hopeful that as the mom, like she went back to that festival and stuff, I kind of sat and pondered that. And I don't know how I'd react in that situation because I kept thinking like the girls were there. I don't know if, and I forget his name, the person who kidnapped them, you know, if he was truly there or not at the time, his car was there. I don't know if I, as a mom, would have been able to leave that locale. But again, you don't know what you'll do till you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful they were minutes away from being rescued. I think his name was Yegor. You know, of course, I would like to think the best, but yeah, exactly. I think you surmised it pretty well there when you said we can choose what to believe. And there were so many really good pieces to this. I enjoyed it a lot, even though it was not exactly what I was thinking it was going to be like. Did it meet your expectations? It did. It's hard listening to the audiobooks because it seems like they just jump in. And like when I have the book in front of me, I like to read the back and quotes that people give, you know, their endorsements of the book and stuff and reading the summary. You don't really get that in the audiobook. It just starts in. I did enjoy listening to it, especially so I could hear the pronunciations of the people's names and like the Kamchatka Peninsula. So I appreciated that. But yeah, I did enjoy listening to the book. Although I was a little at the end still wanting like more closure. Sometimes that's just how things go. So I, in the end, was okay with it. It'll be interesting to see if anything comes later on or what her next work is. I don't know if she's written another book yet or not. Just be kind of interesting to see what her next work is. But Mm -hmm. I did enjoy reading this. Yeah. And there were a lot of really good articles all across the internet about this particular book. I like to go through and read reviews and stuff. And there were some really great ones. If anybody is interested There's a New Yorker article from May of 2019 that talks about missing girls as a trope. And so it kind of explores that, especially the violence aspect and gender aspect of this book. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. If you enjoyed this month's read or if you're looking to add more books to your reading list, you may want to try My Absolute Darling by Gabrielle Talent or The Punishment She Deserves by Elizabeth George. And 
we'll be back next month to discuss America is Not the Heart by Elaine Castillo with Liz from North Liberty Library. And we hope you'll join us again. Thank you.